everybody, it is Chris Farias, and welcome to Let Them Eat Cake. Let Them Eat Cake. I'm here with my partner in not crime, because he's so nice and so law-abiding, <laughs> Jared Lenover. Hi, everybody. Hi, Jared. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm going right to the cake, because I'm hungry. I'm going right to the cake. Are you I'm going hungry? right to the cake. I don't think we're supposed to eat the, the, the cake too, late. too loud. Oh, yeah. Because most people, and not everyone, some people like the sound of people eating, but most people do not. I've never heard anyone be like, I really love the sound of people eating. Well, isn't there YouTube channels and stuff like that where it's just weird sounds that, like, like, that people kind of, like, enjoy? So just yeah, that's called, that's <laughs> called something, I forget. It's like people, like, brushing their teeth and, like, um, whispering and stuff. But I don't yeah, think anyone's eating food. I'd, maybe not. Maybe, But I bet you there's a name for it somewhere. Mm. We should look that up. So, first of all, this cake is not from our sponsor, Cake and Loaf, because... We're sorry, Cake and Loaf. We're sorry, but they still are our sponsor, and we absolutely love them, and mm -hmm. I'm actually working on a project with them, which I'm really excited about. But um, it was kind of like last-minute cake, because um, we've moved, so we had to plan better to get the, the cake yeah. from Cake and Loaf. Um, but, um, so this is like store... Grocery store. It's Metro Cake. It's Metro Cake. <laughs> Sorry, Metro. Your cake's your cake ain't cake loaf. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, it's light and refreshing, but it doesn't have that. Yeah, tell them what kind it is. Mine's lemon. Yeah. Because okay. when life gives you lemons, you make lemon cake. You make lemon cake. <laughs> <laughs> you get fat. Um, so we this. You know what our last episode was. Was it October? Halloween. Was it really? Say, for everyone out there who's not Canadian, that's French. <laughs> <laughs> for um, the Halloween? Yes. The, it, it, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Yes. Say, Halloween. Um, since Halloween was our last episode. That's ridiculous. And the reason it was our last episode. There are lots of reasons. We've, in that period, span of time, so what is that? Let's say November, December, January, February. February March. All of March. All this, of March. This is the last day. Oh, yeah, this last day. So five months. <laughs> we have moved. We have um, moved cities. We have launched five websites. We have done tons of work. We, um, at Christmas time, we raised... Um, a bunch of money for the unicorn fund. Unicorn fund. I think we're at about fifteen, about fifteen thousand dollars for the unicorn fund right now, which is amazing. Uh, we got a bunny. His name is Bunny Manilo. <laughs> he lives with the birds. I think that he he likes it a lot. Yes. And if you can't hear our birds, uh, you probably can. Once in a while. Once in a while, there's a fight. Um, they have their own bird room now, um, so they're not where we actually record. Yeah, and we're not under a blanket in the living room anymore. No, that's probably going to upset a lot of people. Um, they liked it. I never thought of that. People they liked, liked the us. Of, like us being under the blanket. <laughs> they, they did. <laughs> I think there was fan fiction written about it. <laughs> under the blanket. Under the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, there's lots of reasons, and... Um, it's been, we've been so busy, and um, we want to say thank you for sticking with us in the Let Them Eat Gate group. It's still thriving, and people are sharing and um, helping each other, which is absolutely fantastic. And we're going to be more dedicated to creating uh, episodes, 
So I've actually made it a lot easier for us to make episodes because one of the things, too, is that it takes a long time. We don't make any money from the podcast, um, but it takes a long time to produce it, to edit it, to upload it, and... To get ready for it. To get ready for it. So I want to make it uh, easier um, to do that. Um, but first, I want to say today is uh, the International Transgender Day of Visibility, a day to celebrate trans and gender non-conforming people around the world and raise awareness about discrimination they face. So I want to say to everyone, happy International Transgender Day of Visibility. Happy International Transgender Day of Visibility. It's um, a much-needed day. Uh, there needs to be more visibility. The transgender uh, community uh, as part of the LGBTQ2+. Wow, I'm saying that faster and better now. Yeah. Um, is probably the most vulnerable. Is the most vulnerable. vulnerable, And um, there needs to be more visibility. And we need to... Um, um, we all need to... Know how to support them better. Know how to support them better. That's what I was trying to say, so... Um, happy, happy International Transgender Day of Visibility. So how I, um, how, how I reshuffled this podcast, and I don't think you're going to like any of it. Oh, no. I know. Do you have any announcements to make? I've made all the announcements <laughs> so far. How are you doing? How are you doing, Jared? I'm doing okay. Oh, we had a photo shoot. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be on the cover. I am on the cover of a magazine. Yeah, that was fun. Jared's on the inside of it. I am. But I'm on the cover. <laughs> Is he ever? I am on the cover. If you see the cover on our group, those are my boobs. I'm very proud of them. You're you're, you're going to confuse a lot of people with that statement. Oh, um, there like there's a picture of me in a corset, and I have really big boobs, and um, they are my boobs, but they're pinched together with duct tape, and then they're contoured with makeup <laughs> but it's all mine you'll have to see for yourself because it really is something you have to see for it's yourself. really you gotta see it but the part that i love the most about this is it's biz magazine hamilton oh it's for <laughs> business magazine which i'm so happy about and i'm gonna do a video about it uh talking about why i'm so happy about that but like in to sum it all up i'm happy that oh it's such a relief of, you know, I'm 38 years old and it's like kind of like, I know it's it's Biz Magazine, it's a local magazine, but it's such a big deal for me because it's, it shows that you can be 100% yourself um, and still have a job and work and yeah. get get paid. And if you just find that, that um, the thing that you, a lot of times the thing that you hate the most or that you're scared of the most is the thing that makes you so special. And if you can release that, which is really hard, and I'm privileged, and I keep I keep reminding myself, very privi privileged to be white and a man, and um, um, you know, a lot well, of combination of us too, like financially being able to put you in a position where you yeah, do what you do, and for sure to be able to make those. Not that we're rich or anything. It's we're not rich, but like we're financially stable enough for me to take risks. You can't take any risks right now. <laughs> you can't quit your job. <laughs> Don't quit your job. Not that you would, but. Um, I'm really enjoying taking the risks, Jared, so just cool it. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, when I started working, um, I wasn't out, because I was like, I'm not going to get a job if I'm if they know that I'm gay. Well, weren't you told? Yeah, like, in school. Have you told that story before? I think so. Like, okay. my, my, the dean of my school said, uh, you better move to Toronto, because I was in Windsor, because uh, um, in so many words, you're too gay for this city. And Toronto would be more accepting to you. And that maybe was a while at that ago, time it but was. Yes. But I love that I can do that here. And it's taken a lot of work 
to do that. And again, a part of that is privilege. But I'm really proud that I'm able to be 100% myself, put my boobs on a magazine, and... Yeah, like, the privilege, privilege aside, not that we should put privilege aside, but you know what I mean. Like, the fact that you were able to do that was a big thing for you, I think, too. I could kind of tell that this was a big deal for you. Yeah. Because, you know, as a kid, if I were to see that, and I told Mark, who is the editor, Mark Skulnik, Skulnik, I think that's how you say his name, Mark Skulnik. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, Skulnik. Um, I told him that when I go to do talks at universities or colleges, I can tell who um, the LGBTQ2S plus kids are, because as soon as I open my mouth, they all look up and there's like this amazement in their, in their eyes. And it's not an amazement that it's me. It's amazement that there is a gay person in front of them who owns a business, who is, you know, successful in his own right, um, speaking to them. And it gives, I think it gives hope. Because if I would have saw that when I was a kid, I would have been like, oh, thank God I can do this. Mm. But we didn't see that. And that's why we started the Unicorn Fund. Mm. Um, did you hear that, everyone? That was George. Being and annoyed. Being annoyed by Carpenter. Probably. Yes. So if you hear a squawk every once in a while, that's what that is. Bird life. So, yeah, I'm on the cover magazine. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know why we were talking about that. I've broken this out into, oh, the reason you're not going to like this oh, yeah. is because I bought a bunch of domains today. Oh, no. I did. But I bought, um, you know what I bought? What? Politicsexreligion.com. That wasn't taken? I know, right? Dot CA, and I also got, like, religion. I mixed them up. Oh, my word. How many, so I how bought, many did you buy? One of them was, like, $44,000. I didn't buy that one. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> but only one of them. All of the rest I got of the... Of the um, combinations? The combinations. So if you go to politicsexreligion.com, you'll actually go to... It's redirected to Let Them Eat Cake. Oh. Isn't that great? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think someone's dying upstairs. No, they're not dying. That's just Carpenter bugging George. They're going to be okay? Yeah. Okay, good. So, um, the reason I bought this, I thought, I was thinking about uh, how we're going to revamp things, and I thought, um, those are the three things that we're told not to talk about. And that we should talk about. And those are the things we should be talking about. We should about. talk about them constructively, but we should talk about them. 100%. And the reason we don't like it when people talk about it is because we never talk about it. Yeah. So I've broken out our segments and, and um, uh, we're just going to go right into them. There's not going to be like, and now um, is the time to do this. You know, we're just going to go right into them. There's not going to be breaking there it up. There won't be like musical interludes? There won't. I could sing. I could <laughs> sing. <laughs> I could sing if everyone wants me to. Um, so the first one is politics. Hooray. Because it's politicsexreligion.com. Isn't it amazing that I bought that? <laughs> I'm a bit, everyone out there, I'm a bit of a um, URL hoarder. Yeah. Jared knows. Like, I own, like, homosaywhat.com. <laughs> Sorry. I own so many domains. And you know everybody out there who's a domain hoarder. And there's more of them than you know. And they're squatting, right? We're all squatting. And we're the ones we're mad at. You know that, right? Because you go to buy one, you go, someone's squatting on this. And you're squatting on one somebody else wants. Anyway, um, I love when they're available and I just, I buy them up. 
I don't, again, I don't know where we're going with that. So politics. Um, this is a Canadian story. You might have heard of it. Uh, this is from the CBC. The federal government has rejected a public effort to ban something that many Canadians may have assumed was already illegal. We're disappointed that we don't have legislation at this point, says Alberta activist Devin Hardgraves. But we will continue to advocate for those who don't have a voice. Hardgraves, who works with the LGBT community, is talking about the controversial practice known as conversion therapy. It's a widely discredited approach of trying to counsel someone who is gay into being straight, either through talk therapy, medication, or... Or the combination of the two. I think also in there should be prayer. Because I think a lot of them are pray the gay away. Um, so this goes on. But it is actually illegal in... Oh, my, my thing quit. Um, my, my Firefox quit. Um, it's illegal in a few um, provinces already. Yeah, I think when I read it... Um, you, if you pull up the article, I think it says. Or if you look up the article, it if does. you're at home... Um, what's the t- tell them what the title of the article is. I think you've got it there. Um, where is it? Oh, maybe you didn't. Um, but if it's on the CBC and it's from the last week or so. Um, but yeah, so, some some of the provinces have laws or or, or Ontario, laws partially against it. Uh, makes made the practice illegal um, with an outright ban. Manitoba has outlawed mm. health professionals from offering conversion therapy. Um, Vancouver has passed a law restricting businesses. From offering it, and Nova Scotia has made it illegal for health professionals See, to provide this, conversion therapy to this minors. This surprised me a lot because Ontario, according to the article, is the only one that has an outright ban. And I, I just found it incredible that even the other ones that had partial bans. It was basically, you know, if you're if you're a health professional, you can't offer it. And should we talk more about what it is? Because yeah, like what is it? Well. It's, it's basically when it, it's a program that, that, that you put your teenager through, or it can be adults you as can well. Go and you can sign up yourself. Yeah, and it's for trying to, well, kind of what Chris said, pray the gay away. Um, they have like a program where they try to convince you essentially that you're not gay, you weren't born that way, um, and that you can get over it, basically. Um, the ones that I'm most familiar with are probably like through the media and things like that are, are mostly, um, religious based, religious based, but do they do anything like, um, um, zappy McBrain thing? Like not the, that I'm not that I'm, I, all right. It, I don't know if they do. Um, I wouldn't say that they do. Cause that's just cruel. Well, the whole, the thing is that the whole thing is cruel. It, you don't have to zap someone's head for it to be cruel. No, the whole thing is cruel because if you believe, like, well, if you know, like, you or I, that, you know, this is the way people are. This is, like, there's not, and there's nothing wrong with, with the way they are. But even the act of sending someone to conversion therapy, and I'm basically thinking of younger people, like, people who were sent there with their parents' blessing. Um, it's telling you that, A, you are wrong, that there's something wrong with you. And, B, putting you through something that I think is, is damaging in and of itself. Like, I kind of have a bias against this kind of thing because I never had to go through anything like this. But I've always kind of, through little things that I've seen happen, I don't like the idea of, of youth groups and the church and things like that imposing things without parents knowing about it or saying things that are potentially damaging to a person. You might be surprised to hear this, but I don't like it either. 
I am not surprised <laughs> in the least. All right, I, I'll clarify this by a story that I actually have. Oh, good. All right, so the when I was in when I was a teenager, we went to Awana. So me and my brothers went to Awana. If you do, if you don't know what Awana is, it's basically um, a faith based youth group, kind of like Scouts. Like you wear the uniform, you go in, but instead of like making crafts and stuff like that, or earning badges for like survival skills and stuff like that. You do, like, Bible memorization and Bible study, and there's still, like, physical components of, of it and things like that, like running around and doing games and things like that, but it's that kind of thing. And my parents put us into it, and it, it's not... I want to not go to that. <laughs> and it's, like I said, it's, like, kind of like a religious scout. And so we went to it, and I'm not saying that every aspect of Awana is bad. I'm not trying to badmouth them completely, but the person who was in charge of Awana for a while um, in our group... Um, we had like a, I don't want to say sleepover because that makes it sound sordid. It wasn't. It was just like a get together on the weekend or whatever for a bunch of the kids that were in the group. Um, and then uh, one of the things that they that we did on the one night was watched a video about masturbation. <gasps> I think I've seen that video. And, <laughs> what did they say? And nothing else about the whole weekend was. I don't remember anything. Be odd. Hold I on a second. Like, they invited all of these. It was all boys. I don't think it was. I don't remember, but for some reason I don't think it was. So they invited boys and girls to have a sleepover, and then they put on a movie about masturbation. And was the movie like, this is good, this is bad? Oh, like, bad. Like Masturbation's bad. Masturbation is bad. Like, um, And it was kind of difficult for me to... Like, I still remember this happening, well, and I yeah. still remember frames of the movie. But at the same time, I don't. I couldn't tell you exactly what they said, but I know it was kind of like... The Bible says masturbation is bad and stories about people who are breaking down in front of other people because they were, like, um, uh, confessing something or... I can't... At your group they were confessing? No, 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 that didn't happen. Like, I can tell you other stories about things like that, but not with that group. But anyway, so this is the thing, though, is that I don't... <sighs> I went home. I'm so upset by all My this. mom was actually, I think, really upset by this. I hope so. Because I forget how she found out it happened. You told her. I might have. Of course you did. You can't keep a secret. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so true. You came home and the first thing you were like, we watched the masturbation video. <laughs> and I remember coming down the stairs like the day after or whatever and her asking me if I had any questions or anything like that. But the, um, so she did respond to it in a way I didn't really have any questions because I didn't know how to, I yeah, I was probably even, it probably wasn't even all that age appropriate for me. I don't remember exactly yeah. what stage I was at. And this is not like putting together Ikea furniture. It's pretty easy to figure out how to do everything. Oh, it wasn't a how-to. Oh, 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 you mean my mom. Oh, no. <laughs> do you have any questions? Nope, figured no, it out. <laughs> I think she was more upset that it had been brought up in the context that it was brought up. And and they they were teaching us something that was very personal and that my mom also, probably like, wouldn't have taught me. And also didn't ask your parents first if that was okay to teach you that. Yeah, like that, that's, that's not that's, cool. That's not right. You need to get uh, parental because th those are beliefs and a lot of parents I know are very open about that and are okay with that, which I think they should, all should be, um, and want to have that discussion themselves. And if they're not going to have that discussion... Um, they like to know what's being taught. And then like when we talk about the Ontario um, sex ed curriculum, parents, not all parents want to have the discussion, but at least they know what discussions are being had. That's true, yeah. You know, and they and, and re, church groups should not be just teaching kids whatever they want. And it is master, like Jesus never talked about masturbation. No. 
I don't understand. I don't um, understand. Anyway, that that has nothing to do with conversion We're talking therapy. About conversion therapy. Know, <laughs> except that, like, that's the kind of thing that kind of biases me even against the idea that a religious group would try to talk about sex in that kind of way. But this is much worse than that. This is about people trying to um, make. And this sounds ridiculous. Make people not gay and try to force that. On well, that's not possible. Yeah, but first the, of all, the, it's the, not possible. But the process is damaging to try to do. And second of all, you could be taking these resources, and I'm sure it costs lots of money. We watched that movie. What was that movie called? Oh, what was it? called? Oh, it was so good, but sad. Yeah. It was. It was the one that just came out about conversion therapy. Who was the? Who was the? Oh, Nicole Kimmons in it. Yeah, she's I forget the mom. what it's called. Mm, it was really. Put good. it in the comments later. Um, you, you all know out there who are listening, it's got Nicole Kidman in it. I thought it was really good, and I thought that, like, it was, um, it was actually a beautiful story. Like, I think they meant it to be a story about a father and a son, but really I thought it was a, it's, it was a really beautiful story about a mother and a son and her, um, um, unwavering love for him no matter what. Anyway, um... That movie, um, you know, all of the resources, because it costs like something like $4,000 just for like the one week, you know, to put them through the this conversion therapy. And it's like, why don't you take those resources and give your kids some help and some therapy? And you know what? Um, uh, um, uh, make them understand that it's okay. and Because uh, they're not going to change. It's not going to happen. They're not not going to be gay. But at any rate, the parents don't believe that. If your kid tells you they are gay, there is a 100% chance that they're gay. <laughs> because they wouldn't 100% chance. And you know what? If later on they go, you know what? I'm not gay. I'm bi. Or I'm straight. Or I'm transgender. There's a 100% chance at that time they're correct. Because th- whatever their truth is at that time... You know, these labels we put on people, it's the truth for them. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just leave it alone. I'm so mad about conversion therapy, and I think it should be banned. It's so unhealthy, and um, we should ban it. I think it it is surprising to a lot of people who think about these kinds of things that it isn't actually banned. I'm I'm shocked that it's not. I'm shocked that it's not. Okay, that was, um, what was that? Politics. Now we're going to politics. We actually touched on all three on that one. Sex. (laughs) So I wanted to do like that was a I'm a mad I'm 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 mad about that story and I wanted to do something that I was actually quite happy about when it comes to sex, and this is from the Advocate. A 61 year old Nebraska mother acted as a surrogate for her gay son and his husband and gave birth to their baby, her granddaughter. Uma, on Monday, according to BuzzFeed News, even though this was on The Advocate, uh, when husbands Matthew and Elliot were searching for a surrogate to carry their child, um, his mother offered to do so. Meanwhile, his 25-year-old sister offered to donate her eggs, which were fertilized with Matthew's sperm. So he was like, they'd be like us wanting a baby. We Neither of us have a sister, so... It's out of the question. <laughs> you can't get uh, an egg that's um, related to us, really. Not really. Good. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. But it, like, say if one of us had a sister, it'd be like, okay, your sister, we're going to take her egg. No, let's do my sister. My sister, we're going to take her egg. <laughs> um, I don't want to be involved in this at all, so I think my sister's egg and your sperm put together 
would be perfect. Okay. But, like, I don't need to reproduce. I don't think it's uh, safe for the planet. Um, <laughs> I think it's like... What uh, do you mean? Have you seen Jurassic Park? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Life finds a We spent so much time figuring out if we could. We didn't think about if we should. <laughs> Frias, we got Frias here, Frias. Um, and then we gave it to my mom, and she put it in her, and she gave birth to that baby. I think that's wonderful. Um, it's very different, but it is kind of beautiful. It's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. And we know people who um, have taken eggs from sisters, sister eggs, <laughs> sister eggs, sister eggs, and and uh, done something similar. Um, would my mother? I just don't understand menopause then. 61. I don't know when it happens because my mother, I don't think my mother could do it, number one, because from what she's told me, and my mother would be completely fine. You're listening right now, Mom. I love you. Um, from what she's told me about her hot flashes and all the things, I don't think she could actually do this. I think she's about this age. Well, it, it's a little different for everyone, I think. So, um... Like, even if you go through menopause, can you, can you carry a baby? I don't know. Uh, somebody we, let us know in the comments, but I don't think so. We don't know. Um, and <laughs> also, I don't think my expertise. mother would be like, I think my mother would be like not doing that. And not because she doesn't love me. I don't think she wants to go. Well, and that's not the that. only way. I mean, this is lovely that it, that it happened this way for this couple, but that's not the only, only No, there's way. lots of ways yeah. to do it. Yeah. And also adoption is, an, is a reasonable yeah. solution. Um, but this is also, there's lots of ways. Um, and I think it's beautiful. And you know what? I was reading... Almost all of the comments. Uh, I think you read the comments. I did. I think it was on this. I think in my, this the comments. It was on the I read, advocate. So no, it was on. I think it was on Buzzfeed when I read the comments, and actually most of them are really nice comments. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So congratulations to this family. I hope you are um, full of love and happiness right now. Indeed. Religion. So we always got in trouble when we we're talking about religion because we always focused on the religious groups. Yeah. But I think religion plays into everything, and we don't have to just talk about, like, most of our things were, like, hate-ons for the Catholic Church. I think you led most of them. I did lead most of them. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, I like how people uh, consider themselves recovering Catholics. No one ever says recovered. <laughs> oh. We're you're doing re it again. We're what? <laughs> Somebody the other day, they're like, "I'm a recovering Catholic." I was like, "Yeah, I don't think anybody ever gets over that." Um, so this is um, from Pink News. American fast food chain Chick Fil A reportedly donated over 1.8 million to organizations with an anti-LGBT plus record. In 2017, the rest the restaurant company, which has around 2,000 branches in the U.S., gave uh, 1.6 million to is that 1.6 million? Yeah, yeah, to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes <laughs> in 2017. Uh, the publication reports that Chick Fil A also donated $6,000 to the Paul Anderson Youth Home and $150,000 to the Salvation Army in the same year. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes, a conservative Christian sports ministry, requires staff to abide to a sexual purity policy, which forbids all homosexual acts. <sighs> what to say? Are what they allowed say? to do this? Well, first of all, my first question is, is 
did Chick-fil-A, the company, make the donation, or did the owners of Chick-fil-A, after they'd gotten their profits from the company, make it as a personal donation? That's a good question. It says um, the, the fast food chain. I'm sure it's for tax reasons, too. Because that makes a difference to me. Because if it's, even though I may not agree with them, and I may not agree with them, like, I may not make the same decision in terms of who I donate to, we're not talking about um, groups that are actively... Well, they kind of are. I'd have to do some research because I think that they have in the past donated to groups that do really bad, bad things. Not that this is good stuff, but like... No, and without knowing more about these organizations, but it sounds like... Like the Christian Athletes one, like the Abides by a Sexual pur- uh, Purity Policy, that... I mean, they're not the only groups that will have that. Do I agree with it? No. But... And I mean, there's even universities who have sexual purity problems. What? They're Christian universities. In Canada? I believe so, yes. There's... In fact, wasn't that was in the news recently? Oh, wasn't it local? No, I think it was at West. How do you like? Why don't you? Um, this is why we need to talk about sex more, even though this is the religion section. Is that it's like the word purity in itself really bothers me. Like, what does that even mean? Yeah, that's... sexual purity. You know what? We are sexual beings. We are sexual animals, and. There's so much shame and guilt that is placed on us from religious groups uh, that makes it makes our relationships so unhealthy because a lot of our relationships and it depends on who you are are sexual have sexual parts to it and it could be anything from just like um, you know touching to actual sex and to put these kind of constraints in the way of that is so unhealthy for relationships. Well, that's kind of an interesting thing. Because when you, I hadn't really thought about that, but even like a friendship relationship, even though this is going to sound really controversial, but a friend, a friendship could have sexual components to it, even though you, as a friend, you may never have sex, like you may never do anything that would be considered sex, but there may still be attraction and other things like that that could play into oh, for a sure. friendship relationship. That doesn't mean that, that it's a sexual relationship, like what we talk about now, but because we might feel guilty about things and sometimes and think that it has to be like there has to be walls up and you can only be sexual with this one person that you'll never talk about or admit any of those other feelings and what does that no, it's do guilt. to us it eats yeah, you like, away it eats away at your uh, being and you have to go to therapy like what do you think about what do you think about that like if you what had, think about what if you and i both had friends yeah who we recognize that there were sexual components to our relationship. And again, not saying you have sex with the other person. Well, Just I saying think that, that like, I have, I don't know if it's sexual, but like I have friends who are like, um, that I connect with on like a different level than you. Yeah. Not saying that any level is better or worse than the other, but it's, it's, a, it's an attraction. Yeah. And like I have one friend, one of my really best friends, and I think she's, Sexy as AF. <laughs> well done, this. well done. Sexy AF. Um, <laughs> and um, do I want to have sex with her? No, I don't necessarily want to have sex with her. If we were both on a desert island and like... Um, that's why you go to this all the time. <laughs> Would I? Yeah, sure. And, it's not like, and, and she can do better than me. If there's somebody else on the desert island that she can find, God bless her because she should because she's just absolutely just a stunning beautiful woman but like um there's something very um sexual and um and uh attractive about the way she thinks 
And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, and I mean, I think you can be attracted to something like that, and it can even be kind of... That's interesting. I've never thought about that kind of thing as being potentially having a sexual component to it. And maybe it does. I mean, maybe I'm stretching the definition of the word sexual a little bit there, but we can't talk about that kind of thing because we feel guilty. Like, I took, I a, know. Ri- I took a risk by asking you that question. Why? Because if you, you could, it could have made you very uncomfortable or it could have made you feel Oh, no, any question I'm fine with. Yeah. <laughs> but what, that's what I'm saying, though, is sometimes that would be, that'd be a very difficult thing for a couple or, or friends to talk I've to. I've told you, at some point in our relationship, we are, like, inviting a friend <laughs> over for fun. Because, like, you know, like, I, I um, you know, I'm a McDonald's person. Do I like Wendy's every once in a while? <laughs> Sure, they've got. I really like their cheese sauce. <laughs> I'm not following the metaphor, but I'm gonna. Ooh, McDonald's French fries with Wendy's cheese sauce. Now there's a mix. There's a poor kid listening to this with their mother somewhere going. No, this is not for children. Which brings us to our Q and A section, <laughs> which is a great, a great segue. So we get questions before we were like, what all the questions that we got and they were like, what's your favorite cake and all these things. They were really fun, but I really want to, um, I want to put some of these, um, really important questions out that we get. Um, so more people can talk about them. So more people can talk about them. And I get some really deep, big questions. Um, especially from our, like, because of our group and this question, I've changed the names and everything so that, um, it won't harm anyone, but I got... Uh, this question, hey, so I just found out there is a kiddo in my kid's school, Darren, I changed the name, uh, he is transitioning, he is in grade 8, and last year uh, was Darlene, I changed the name, uh, the kids are being pretty mean to him, so I'm wondering what I can do, he helps with um, her child, and her child has uh, special needs, and I have to look this up, because I don't know if we're supposed to say special needs, what is the new word? For because I read an article that says special needs is the new R word, and I'm like, oh, what am I supposed to use now? I gotta figure it out. It's is it is it something to do with uh, differently abled or something like? It possibly we have to look that up. Yeah, we'll have to look that. That's up. a good thing. If anybody knows, uh, post it in the group. George is being eaten alive by Carpenter. No, it's all good. He's just annoyed. Yes. Um. So her child has some special needs, um, and apparently, uh, this child helps out with. Uh, her child, and she says, how can I support him? Would let them eat cake be appropriate for an 8th grader if he has Facebook? So, first of all, no. I don't think let them eat cake is good for a, um, how old is 8? 12? It, my opinion would be, like, we don't really censor ourselves for kids, and I don't think no. a lot of people in the group do because we want to be able to talk very freely about things, but it's like an R-rated movie. If you're a parent, and you want to guide your kid through anything whether it's an r-rated movie or whether it's a facebook group or whatever but you're going to be there to help them that's a different story altogether but i know a grade nine person um who listens to our podcast oh yeah like and she loves it so i think it's just discretion in what you're okay with like i'm not going to tell you what your kid can i always get like i want because i watch a lot of um um kid movies or like that genre like i will go and see like um Oh, what is, uh, like, the Beasts beasts of the Wild Frontier. What is that Harry Potter movie? (laughs) What is that? You know the beasts and where to find them? uh, Like, I remember watching this, that Harry Potter movie, the beasts, mystical beasts and where to find them, whatever the hell it's called. And I went, I... I never remember the names of things on the podcast. 
I posted on Facebook that I saw it and someone was like, is it okay for my seven-year-old to watch? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm like, there's dark parts to it. It was very dark. Um, but I was like, well, I don't know what your seven-year-old watches. That could partly be because you're one of the one of, <coughs> one of the few adults who's watched it that they know and trust. I know. And I get a, I because I watch it. Like, I was just looking at all the... I own a 200... And 11 movies on Apple iTunes. Isn't that great? 211. And I would say at least half of them are in the um, in the family-friendly section. section. Yes. And there's everything from like the, the beasts and where to find them to like the never-ending story and all the old ones that I used to love. And I still watch regularly. The Muppets Take Manhattan, which is the he best. He loves that one. It's the best Muppet movie. I'm sorry. Um, so I love those child, ch- I don't think they're kids movies, but like they're family friendly movies, right? So I think a lot of people ask me that. So I, but I don't know, I don't know if yeah. you're eighth grader. Well, I guess the best thing to do would just be to describe what kind of conversations we have and what they might. Well, we talk about sex, religion, and politics, yes. so I don't know. Um, sex, hold on, hold on a second. Sex, politics, sex, religion.com. <laughs> Recently purchased by me. Um, so... But what you can do is what you're doing. You're asking the question and you're reaching out for help. You're seeing something happening and you're asking for help. And that's the most important thing to do. And when I do my, my Let Them Eat Gig talks, I always say, uh, see something, say something. It doesn't matter if you think it, you know, did I see that? Was that said? At least bring it to someone's attention. So you're talking about if, like, she sees someone picking on Darren? Yeah. That- like, this was, to message me, this was a great first step. Now, I posted this. I asked her first. I said, can I post this on our gate group? And she said, of course. I posted it with change name changes. And so many people commented with resources. And other people oh, commented. Yeah. Thank you, by the way, to everyone who did that. I was amazed by how many amazed. resources. Amazed. And people were, like, writing, like, I'm amazed by all the resources everyone knows. Yeah. I didn't even know one-third of... Of the, the sites and the services. I had no that idea. Was, yeah. And it was fantastic. So I think like what you did was exactly right. You knew where to go and you posted the question, can that person necessarily help? Maybe not, but at least you got the ball rolling. Yeah. You know? So I think that's great. And I think that why it's so important is because we're talking about a, a, a transgender student. A and young transgender. A young transgender student. And that is the most vulnerable of person in our community. And that needs to be... Um, um, you need to say something um, when you see something. So thank you to that thanks person. Thanks to everyone who helped, too. Yes. Um, so that's our show. And it's going to be really easy to edit because I don't think I have to edit anything. Is that great? <laughs> you let say us, that now. <laughs> let us know what you think about the new format. Um, what is it again, Jared? Uh, politics, sex, religion. I think, and, but all with a gay twist. A gay twist. A gay twist. It's gay, sex, politics, and religion. Um, which I think is great. Um, <laughs> I hope you do too. <laughs> Let us know what you think about the new format. Um, there is a gake hidden on u- theunicornrebellion.com. Theunicornrebellion.com. Not unicornrebellion.com. Theunicornrebellion.com. Go and check it out. Find the gake that is hidden on there and you can win your own gake from Cake and Loaf. We're going to announce. Yeah, you'll be in a draw. We have how many entries so far? Uh, 53. We have 53 entries. Which is amazing. It's amazing. Uh, so go and check it out and you can win. We're going to do the draw on um, April the 9th, which is... In about uh, a week. Um, no, it's National Unicorn Day. Oh. Hello. 
Um, so visit that. Uh, go to letthemeetgeek.com and join, uh, join the conversation on Facebook. Uh, politicsexreligion.com is the new um, You're really thing. pushing that. <laughs> um, and to end the segment, we're going to do the WTF of the day. And this segment is all like, really? Is this real? Come on. So this is the WTF of the day. Have you heard of this? No. Blue Java bananas taste like vanilla ice cream. And there's like a picture your, I saw online. Like it's, it's beautiful. It's this pale periwinkle. Blue. It's just. I didn't think there were any. I thought gorgeous. there was just one kind of banana left in the world. Yeah, I think people have been lying to us because listen, perhaps the best bananas in the world, ice cream bananas, melt in your mouth and taste like vanilla, and they can grow in colder climates across much of the United States. Well, of course. Why are we just hearing like about this now? <laughs> Where have you been all my life, blue banana? <laughs> Is it new? I, I just saw it pop up. It was, it was this beautiful picture of blue bananas. I was like, oh, I love the color blue and bananas. And I clicked on it and it was like, here's this new banana. Well, that should just prove to everyone that anything is possible. Anything is possible. You can even have possible. bananas that taste like ice cream. When you, when you, when your heart's in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Peace out and... Rebel on. Rebel on.